0: Well, well, you said
1: you said go live. You meant it. You meant go live. You was hitting the button. When I when I say I'm fixing to pull the trigger or swing, I mean it. Well, what if I'm not ready? Hell, <laughs> just tough. Hey, I just came driving back all the way from the Cypress District meeting. Made it to the house just in time to get me a cup. Well, that's advertising change the Barbecue. Uh, to get me a cup of sweet iced tea. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm advertising for Shane. Actually, I like Shane, all right? But, you know, that's Philip's brother and all. But anyway, oh, let me get rid of this uh, Windows XP music. There we go. That's better. So anyway, I just made it back from a marathon meeting at the Cypress District. It went on like, I think, two hours and 15 minutes. I don't even have the video off my iPad yet, so I don't have any of it to show. I took a couple of notes, and I'll try to do some of it from memory, but uh, we'll talk about it.
0: Well, what do you mean a marathon meeting at the Cypress District? I didn't see a whole lot on there. It was basically rubber stamping man shack to fleece everybody on the lakes. Was that, Well, I mean, uh, I,
1: we'll talk about it in depth a little more here after the uh, uh, break and all that. But I got to give Rodney credit, full disclosure. Rodney's a client of mine. I do the tech work up at Mosley's Tire, and I buy lots of tires. Well, Not lots, but anyway, I buy all my tires from him. So full disclosure there, but I got to give him credit. Uh, Both he and Kelly Long. Kelly Long, really? They were engaging in dialogue with folks. And Gary Weish was, of course, his usual complete ass of a self um, of a person. But Philip, I I mean, uh, well, Philip was there too, but um, Rodney and Kelly were actually engaging in dialogue. You know with people and letting people talk so it, it went on of course robert barry was there he gave the longest speech of all he his was i think longer oh my
0: really? gosh than... i gotta yeah, long... that
1: this <laughs> was longer <laughs> than Rutten bucks so anyway that's pretty much the uh very brief summary of the Cyprus meeting again i took a couple of notes we'll hit a couple of the points i'll try to jog some of it from memory we will definitely be releasing, you know, the video of it and all that sort of thing over the next couple of days. So, anyway.
0: Well, hey, I decided before we go to the break. I decided to mm-hmm. we'll name this show Legal Plunder.
1: Legal Plunder. Oh, you, you now, don't I like to show thing. the cards. Let me let me change this. Hold on. We can change on the fly. Well,
0: yeah, Legal Legal Plunder. Well, Look show that, the cards cuz cool. we didn't we didn't get prepared for Show the cards, but the truth of the matter is, is this is going to be a show where we kind of talk about, I, I don't know. I think the wider picture of politics, you know, and especially as it relates to our local politics, from the Cypress District to the City of Bozier, nationally, statewide. Because hey, a lot of people may not realize it, but today was qualifying. Ah, um, uh, yes. You, you had people qualifying all across the state here locally. Police jury, you had the sheriff, you know, qualify. I mean, there's a lot going on. Yeah. So, well. yeah, we need to talk about that. And, you know, the, of course, the term limits. How could we not talk about term limits in Bozzer City? And I think, wasn't that the premise for the name of the show, Show the Cards?
1: <laughs> Why, yes. Yes, it was, Mr. Duke Lowry. However, would you know that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know i mean uh, who's in who's out
1: uh, yeah well i'll let you go down that rabbit hole as far <laughs> as you're able to go and i'll just tag along for the color commentary let's put it that way
0: fair enough fair enough well why don't we go to the break and then when we come back let's see what we can do to make some people mad
1: i would agree that's what we do pretty much every tuesday night for over 164 episodes why stop now Why hold back? (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go, folks. Y'all know the drill. Uh, This will give you about three minutes to grab you some popcorn and a stiff drink. Let everybody get their notifications. Y'all tag folks, text folks, let them know we're online. Look, we got a few notes. Duke was able to get a few notes ready, but pretty much we're going to be flying off the cuff and we'll just see where the show ends up. We will be right back in just a couple of minutes.
0: Hello a lot of the back office on the politicians that they think walk on water uh, they would be shocked you know there's an old wound from a knife in my back that just is giving me heck lately and it's just really irritating so i have to kind of wiggle around a little bit
1: well I, i've not heard my name in stable or
0: baton rouge and stable in the same sentence in a long time
1: i titled it a shot across the Wow, the good old boys.
0: Just, you know, they feel helpless. They don't feel heard. They have nowhere
1: to turn. Some Republicans as well believe that government has the answers. And let me tell y'all something. I don't know anything government does well. Nothing. And aren't there
0: laws that say that you have public meetings so that the public can have
1: accountability of their elected officials? They're making a little bit of progress, but I would definitely have to give uh, give the race to Cattle Parish right now.
0: I don't know. Is there anybody from Plain Dealing watching you think? As a member of the media, I'm very concerned
1: about the what I've just heard. Did you or did you got requisition uh, money to fight against this or for it? We hired a, uh, a lobbyist, it cost us $15,000. Mm-hmm. We were opposed to HB630. So for this week, folks, the Cockroach of the Week, according to Bozier Watch and Duke Lowry and Rex Moncrief, is
0: Raymond Cruz Legislative Assistant, (laughs) Allie Feaster-Smith. Thank you, Allie. (laughs) Well, I'm not thinking Star Wars at all. I'm thinking zombie apocalypse. No way, okay, it was not okay. Dave. you know it wasn't David Montgomery. David ain't okay. gonna jump off in there with Chris. He okay. do it. He'd soon spit on him as he would even look at him. Man, this is a Mickey D's Krispy Kreme wheat. Didn't you know? <laughs> Who Who's paying y'all? And if you're driving on the roads, are you safe? Uh, let's the roll yeah. Well, I know you're on the road, but I mean, is this all <laughs> folks coming from the border down there?
1: Yeah going to Boris. It's actually going to Mexico and buses. Doesn't mean they interpret it the same way that I do. For instance, the second amendment. I take it very literally. That's been interpreted different ways in the court system all the way up to SCOTUS. Yeah, that's only going to cause more division that he claims he doesn't want to cause and it's only going to cause more suspicion. We're still right now combined on both pages and YouTube at 264 people watching. That is amazing. Folk Coleman project, the Walker Place deal, through conscious, shocking action. The purpose of their actions was to stop Plainus, being the U.L. Coleman and, and associated groups not, from developing Walker Place. But here's the key thing which in turn would enrich sitting city council members Scott Irwin and David Montgomery Jr.
0: You hit the button does that mean that uh, people are like seeing us sitting here
1: talking and chatting? In theory you know it's an every week thing we gotta double check and make sure it's like a miracle any of this actually works. This Bossier Watch live broadcast is brought to you by The Outdoor News, fishing and outdoors for our area. Acadiana Mortgage, over 23 years in the mortgage business. Pelican training and consulting. Smarter Geek, making technology easier. And the many supporters, donations, and folks sharing information and watching out for Bozier. Now, grab your popcorn and a drink. Here we go. So, I do owe your wife, your lovely bride, a little bit of an apology. I I need to change that intro, but I want to point out that although y'all have been in business for twenty five years, that's technically over twenty three. So, I mean, the ad is still correct.
0: You can have that argument with her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, let's discuss this. So. I'm sure y'all have had to have had the conversation. Have have y'all actually gotten any, you know, been able to write any loans or do the, you know, the business that y'all normally do? Or like, have we sent business to your competitors because <laughs> she is associated with the show by extension and virtue of you?
0: There is no doubt we have helped our competitors, you know, because of this show. No, no doubt. Right. At least we're helping somebody. We're helping somebody, but we're not helping us. <laughs> you know, we talked about it the other day and, and there is a lot of people that, you know, they just, they don't want to bring any politics. They're scared. Right. You know, right. they're, they're, they're scared to uh, be associated with, I, I'm, I mean, I'm going to say the way I describe it, the truth tellers are the people. I mean, cause I think that's what we are. I mean, okay. we invite people if we're not telling the truth, say we're not telling the truth you know um and let's debate it let's have it out there i mean uh just today somebody a a politician was on the phone with me and they said you know they said i don't always agree with you and i don't think you're always right it says but what i do think i think you and rex i think y'all are truth tellers i think y'all seek the truth and that is why you do what you do. It's, it's not that you're out to intentionally try to cause harm or to hurt anybody, but you're trying to seek the truth. And he said, with that, I don't have a problem with you being wrong about something.
1: You know, right. look, we don't always agree with each other. And, and you and I have to try to correct each other sometimes, too. But uh, you bring up a good point is that was the whole basis for us starting the show It's not to go out and necessarily slam each other. I mean, we make no bones about it. We're amateur journalists. This is a biased show. We absolutely inject our opinions all over the place. But we keep it, you know, it's like we always say, it has to have a tie into politics. Look, the fact of the matter is, you know, I've been all over Walt Bigby uh, as an example. I like Walt personally. He's always been super nice to me. You know, yeah. and, you know, so it's not anything personal with him. Now, some folks, it is personal, you know, and, and we pretty much say that. But I think you're right. The and And the politician that you spoke to is right, that at least we're talking about the stuff that some folks are afraid to talk about, but everybody kind of knows about and talks about behind closed doors. We try to bring that stuff up.
0: They, everybody talks about it behind closed doors, but they just won't say it in public, you know, right. for whatever reason, for fear. And, you know, I would say it's justifiably so. We could cite cases, you know, where, you know, people have <clears throat> been retaliated against. There is some validity to that. But, hey, you know, trying to make a difference um there is a consequence for trying to make a difference and one of those is is old acadiana mortgage and getting home loans because of Watch. (laughs) well
1: you know of course in my case and we'll get on with the actual show and talk about you know valid political stuff but in my case i mean i'm an independent i.t guy i've got been you know blessed to have quite a few clients and i have a wide a very diverse clientele. And, you know, uh, I've always been the type of guy that even with tech stuff, I don't tell people what they want to hear. I'm not just a yes, man, I'll tell you, well, the way you're doing it's completely wrong. And why did you do it this way? You know, you need to do it this way.
0: I'll acknowledge that. And it, it took me since knowing you 15 to 20 years to finally swap over to an Apple.
1: Yeah, but see, I, it, it I agree. <laughs> you know, I don't own any stock in Apple. I run a Mac for all this stuff and the creative stuff and all because it just works. I mean, there's rarely I have an instance with a, with my Mac.
0: Look, but to, to the to the seventy people watching, I'm going to tell you something. Rex told me one time. He says, "Oh, I love Microsoft." He's like, right. "I love Microsoft. I I'm glad people use Microsoft." He's like, "That's what keeps me in business. I love yeah. it."
1: <laughs> yeah you're absolutely says, right
0: but if you don't want any
1: problems go with apple yeah. and you know the, while they're not perfect you know they, we have relatively few problems especially you know um when i switched to the new one about a year and a half ago w- once we started you know getting in the show a couple of months and all that and went with a new processor blah blah blah. anyway the show's been except the times you've tried to get us kicked off by playing copyrighted content uh, the show's been relatively stable
0: that's right well
1: All right. <clears throat> with
0: that said hey let's shout out to a few folks i mean there's only a few folks that i see have posted to let us know they're here first and foremost captain chief george bryce hello george glad you're here um and price see you're here barry butler hello barry um mike cummings glad to see yeah. you're here and you sure? terry farrier put Uh, a big old love mark a heart mark appreciate that
1: yeah and of course our good friend mr haygood is here so what are we gonna i I mean i've got stuff to talk about like i said you know before the before we did the uh break and the intro and all that i've got some stuff to talk about the cypress district but what else are we going to talk about i'm literally off the cuff i hadn't had time to put any notes together well what are we going to talk about well you know so look today is the
0: we're into another election cycle. And today, um, here we are, you know, candidates are qualifying for office and, um, you know, a lot of folks may or may not know who's running. They may or may not pay attention. I mean, if you're watching this show nine times out of 10, you're paying attention to politics and we appreciate y'all paying attention that that says that you're taking an interest in what's going on in your community, your state. I mean, we appreciate that. And, and, you know, that's kind of where we're focused on and what we're talking about and just kind of going through the races here. No surprise. I mean, a few surprises, a lot of names you don't recognize, but it's, it's like when people run for president, I mean, there's all these freaking names of people. I mean, even Kanye West the last time around, he signed up to run for president.
1: Well, wait a minute. Didn't he change his name to Yee or something cr- crazy? I don't know, before he got ousted and, can- and canceled culture?
0: Well, he did, but Twitter is X now. So, oh, I mean, who, yeah. I, you know, I mean, look, you want to change your name and do something else the next day, whatever. You know, so, but
1: mm.
0: there's some names on here that, for governor, Hunter Lundy, he's unsigned signed in. John Schroeder, you know, uh, Secretary of the Treasury, fine individual he's actually we have a an amazing quote in our intro there if you watched yes. it and you paid attention to it and tolerated it probably one of the best quotes we may have had on this show ever um i, I just john schroeder is the best of people
1: right um, yeah I, I would agree so you know the little bit that i know and have talked to him seems to be a pretty straight shooter and his quotes were right on i can't remember I should have it. In my notes. What show that was? But uh, I would recommend folks go back and watch that show.
0: Yeah, I mean that that guy's top shelf, and he's been been uh, in private business. He uh, was the Treasury Secretary, and you know he knows that he's running against Behemoth and Jeff Landry, and uh, and I I don't know. I, I just. Uh, before we go through all these races, let me let me preface all this by saying this. So, Rex, I can't say who, but a political insider told me that it's going to be important for people to watch the qualifications this year because, because it's their understanding that on the first day, there's going to be a lot of people qualify for certain offices. And then by the second and third day, they will have changed their qualifications for
1: other offices. Okay, well, that's interesting.
0: So, and and we're not just talking about statewide, we're talking about locally.
1: So, Well, but let's define for folks who, who may be watching and not know, because we got well north of 70 people watching now, what does qualifying mean?
0: Well, qualifying is, is Bo letting me know that somebody is entering the house, <clears throat> in which we haven't had Bo join the show in quite a while. Um, well. He now has a manly voice, but qualifying means that you went down to you know your uh, courthouse in your parish or whatever, and you signed the dotted line to say, "Hey, my name is so and so, and I'm running for this office," and you qualified to run. They enter your information in the computer, and bam, you're on the ticket. You're running.
1: Good enough. Good enough. All right. Just for, like I said, just for those folks that, that may or may not know exactly what qualifying is. Basically, you pay your fee, go down to the courthouse, fill out the form, say you're running for this race or whatever it is, and bam.
0: Yeah. So, governor's race, as of today, all you have is, you know, the primary people. I mean, Hunter Lundy, I've heard of Hunter Lundy running as an independent john schroeder as a republican and you have sean wilson which is going to be the democrat uh you know candidate in that race lieutenant governor you know billy nungesser primary one there um secretary of state now this one is where things get kind of sketchy yeah you got Mike Francis, Francis Drilling Fluids. A lot of people may know FDF, um, former uh, Republican Party chairman, uh, longtime you know Republican Party activist. Uh, actually, a, a really great guy, successful businessman. Um, he is said to be have been recruited by all the the Registrar of Voters across the state of Louisiana. Hmm, that's interesting. And, you know, he is said to be endorsing. Now, I heard him speak last night. The Republican Parish Executive Committee had a meeting, and I heard him speak. And I think he is in favor of a, uh, another machine that I would point out in multiple states have uh, had some flaws discovered and pointed out and he's in favor of that. Um you have Nancy Landry. She currently works in the office of the Secretary of State with Kyle Ardwan. She's a former state representative. Um she's qualified, she's in the race. And you've got Clay Sheck Snyder who was a Speaker of the House and I'm just going to give my personal opinion on that one. He there's your rhino in the race. Hmm. And that's based off of the way he acted in the state legislature. I mean, right. I'm, not, I'm not saying that makes you a bad person, but the point is is you don't say you're a Republican and you don't say you're a conservative and you don't say that you're limited government and then you vote and act like a moderate or, or a Democrat. You know, <laughs> either you're pregnant or you're not. And I'm no, sorry, he, he, he's, he's a moderate. And then you have Brandon Trosclair. Mm-hmm. Brandon Trosclair, who we've had on the show, Brandon right. Trosclair is the guy that says, you know, paper ballots, the machines are flawed, the election in 2020 were stole. So <clears throat> therein therein makes me want to change the name of the show, you know, uh, to uh, legal plunder. Because I have to ask, I, I think I think we have a natural litmus test for everybody watching this show tonight. So we're up to about 80 people and I'm, I want to I want to do a personal test for everybody watching. I want and Rex, you and I can do it right now and I'll be the first one to go. And I want everybody to answer this question. You got to say it out loud. If you feel if you feel inclined to post it in the notes, feel free to post it in the notes. <clears throat> but here's the question. And here's the litmus test. Do you think there was fraud in the election of 2020? Either you do or you do not. I say yes, 100% there was fraud.
1: I would agree with that. Okay. We, we may disagree on the uh, extensiveness of it. But I would agree, because there always is. There's always a certain amount. And maybe, maybe in the 2020 election, I'll also probably agree with you. Uh, And, you know, we kind of debated this before, that there was probably a little more uh, shenanigans than normal.
0: That's right. So, if you say, if you say that there was no fraud, and you say <clears throat> that you're a limited government person, I mean, can you still say you're a conservative? Can you still say that you're limited government when you deny that there was fraud? And you say, well, how, how can you make that determination? Well, the question is, is what have you done to determine whether there was or whether there was not fraud? Ha, have you done any homework? Have you done any studying? What have you done to make the determination whether it was whether there was or whether there wasn't? And if you're an elected official, did you do any work to study the issue? If, if you have a responsibility of representing the public, did you do any homework to study the issue To make yourself educated and knowledgeable on whether there was or was not fraud and whether it was valid. Because we all know it's been proven in a court of law, thanks to Liz Morrell and the AG's office, you know, Liz Morrell, the solicitor general in the AG's office, you know, Missouri v. Biden. We all know that it's been proven that the government, you know, uh, conspired with social media to silence any voices who said during those days that there was election fraud we already know that
1: well and let me raise the point that my contention has always been um you know that is not a violation of free speech or silencing free speech if a private company wants to shut you down on their platform because it's private. I mean, if I don't like it, I can go out and create my own platform and try to compete with them. But where Liz answered the question was proof that there was government involvement in suppression of free speech through the social media platforms. And that I do absolutely take an issue with. So
0: That's right. So, but if, but if you haven't done your homework as an individual, you say there hasn't been a, a, any fraud, and, and you've done no homework to study the issue, and especially if you're an elected official and you take the position that I'm just going to go with the easiest path and what some people tell me is the best thing to do in regards to elections I don't think that you're worthy of being elected. I, I, I don't. I don't think that. I don't know. And and I have to question your credentials as to whether or not uh, you even identify as being a, a limited government person. And I hate to say, I'm going to say this. I'm going to jump off here and say people people are probably thinking, oh, he's fixing to say Republicans is what he's fixing to say promote Republicans and compare to Republican. No, I'm not. That is not what I'm saying at all, because in, in fact, I'm actually throwing the rock probably at Republicans more so than Democrats.
1: Um, so, well, all right. So, and I've said this before, and I don't have my, my own quote right in front of me, but it's a simple thing for me. I mean, I, I'm a one issue guy on most things. I mean, my litmus test is where do you stand on the Second Amendment? Again, to use the phrase, you're either pregnant or you're not with the Second Amendment in my consideration, or in my opinion. But here's the litmus test. You just ask somebody, when they say they're conservative, to define what that actually means. And I can do it in basically one to two sentences. It's, I consider someone who is conservative to be someone who is averse to further intrusions of the federal government or any government for that matter um into our lives it's that uh, that boils well, it down I, I don't think that there shouldn't be any well, government because I, I like to drive up down the roads and streets i'm too lazy to ride a horse
0: okay well well government in general so for all of you watching here, here's another side of this equation i'm getting to a point here y'all bear with me and, and we're i'm testing all of you and i hate to say testing you but i'm pushing you and i'm trying to make you think about this a little bit so in this election cycle you know there are campaigns right now they've already been waging in our communities in bosier parish and we're talking about that our district hasn't brought there hasn't been enough money come home to our district right have we right. not heard those arguments oh yeah
1: yep it's all over okay. the okay
0: so for all of you watching What do you believe? Do you believe that it's the job of your legislator to go to Baton Rouge and to, you know, do whatever it takes to bring home enough bacon to the district? You know, is is that what their primary responsibility is to go to bring home the money? That's that's why you elect them is who you think is is the best person to go and bring home the bacon.
1: Yeah, it, it's a double-edged sword because if you're in favor of that at your core, then that means you you violate my definition of a conservative. Because where does that money come from? I mean, it doesn't. Although we think it does, it doesn't really come from a magical printing press. It comes from the sweat and tears and backs of all the taxpaying public, and oh well, arguably they. They do have printing presses on the federal level, but so. But my point is, you're absolutely right. What I would encourage everybody to do is think sincerely. What exactly does that mean? Now, you can make the argument that, oh well, the money's getting allocated. We're getting taxed anyway, so we may as well, you know, uh, get it while the getting's good. Th- that that's an argument yeah. that you hear.
0: That's exactly right. So, I mean. I have to ask everybody, what is, I want to, I want to see the comments blow up. I want to see what do y'all think. Do y'all think that our legislators should be going to Baton Rouge to bring home the bacon? Is that, is that, what you know, the factor that you consider when you vote for somebody is that you're wanting them to go home and to bring home the bacon Well, or, or do you want them to go home, go down there and break. The sausage factory from making the bacon,
1: yeah, which arguably means you know we don't get the things we normally get that the government you know or benevolent governmental overlords provide for us. Let let me give. Let me point out one thing. So, or or go ahead, then I'll I'll make my point. Well, I was just going to say everybody's
0: not going to comment on that one. Everybody, everybody's like, okay, he's setting a trap here. I'm not going to say what I think here. We're just going to let this roll out here and we're going to see where they go. All right, go ahead, Rex.
1: So you also hear the argument uh, and look, Ryan Gaddy's one of the best at making this argument all the time. Like in almost every conversation he and I have, he says, well, you know, the, the 10 to one, uh, matching federal dollars or three to one or five to one or whatever it may be. So if they bring home the bacon from Baton Rouge at this amount, then it multi- there's a multiplier effect by this amount. Well, it may be true. But then my counter argument to that is, well where the hell do you think they're getting the federal tax dollars from? So it makes you think. You, you got to think down to your core. Because Everybody says that they're, you know, they're anti-government or, or the government's too big and blah, 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 and taxes is too much till their pet project doesn't get funded.
0: Exactly. Which is exactly where I'm fixing to go. So while, you know, we're, we're clicking along 80 to 90 people, while I know you guys, you heard my question, you answered it in your head. And I'm going to just say that I think the overwhelming majority of people here who are watching the show, you said, you know, no, it, it's not their job to go bring home the bacon. You, you agree morally and in your heart, you know that it's not right, that that's not what it's about. It shouldn't be about that. We're sending them to Baton Rouge and their job and their role is to you know, bring home the bacon. You, you know, that's not the way it should be. You know, that's the way it is, but you know, that's not the way it should be. But let me pose a question and you just pointed it out, Rex. How's everybody feel about tops?
1: Exactly. We've I'm discussed just, this once before. All right. So, yeah. yeah.
0: So, so what if, what if, what is there, how does everybody feel about tops? Do you, if you're against bringing home the bacon I'm just wondering how you feel about tops. Do you think that's making bacon? I'm I'm sorry. I told y'all we were going to make people mad tonight. And I'm doing my damnedest to make you mad. And here's the thing. This isn't a Republican or a Democrat thing. In fact, I was told a story just yesterday about a Republican senator down in the legislature who got all mad about somebody making an attempt to, you know, roll back tops, you know, to to reel it in because it's so out of control and so much money going out. And, you know, they said, well, why, why are you mad about trying to rein in government spending and, and rein that in? And he said, well, it's the only thing I get out of government for Louisiana. That's what the guys, that's what the senator says. It's the only thing I get.
1: Well, I won't get too far off on my tops bandwagon tonight. But yeah, I I mean, and yeah, you're right. This is going to piss a bunch of people off. But yeah, tops is the biggest pork barrel trough thing there is.
0: So if you're a limited government person, you know, do you really know what it is to be limited government? Do you really know what it means to 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 want less government? And this trickles down into your local government. You know, the Cypress District, Bozier City, the police jury, and what your expectations of government are in the first place. I mean, it's election time right now. It's it's time for us to be having that introspection on what we expect out of government rex i know you've heard me say this but in the past and, and and i've told elected officials i said look this is the one rule you need to keep in mind the first and most important responsibility of government is the safety and defense of its citizens that's it that's your primary role right. anything else is secondary nothing else is a priority that is why you know the founders in the first Place even formed a government was to defend the citizens.
1: It wasn't.
0: It wasn't about taking taxpayer dollars to fund higher education and prop up a state
1: college in Baton Rouge to indoctrinate kids. No, that was not it. I agree with you, but let me point out something. That's federal, but we're talking state, and see, we got to be careful because there's an important distinction with that. Now, arguably. The founders, you know, and the federal system should be, I'll just use the term, role model. That's a weird term to use with the federal government, but a a role model or a model for the states to implement on a state level. But we have to be careful because, you know, it's a state deal. Now, uh, our good friend Ryan Haygood says, do you think TOPS increases the cost of education? I would argue it does. Absolutely. But here's the thing. It doesn't matter whether it increases it. It's on principle. Should the state be handing tax money to kids? It it wasn't available when I graduated. I had to get, you know, other private scholarships. Well, uh, but arguably those schools were subsidized too. So I guess, you know, in the end, it's all the same money.
0: Yeah. Well. A famous philosopher, Thomas Bastiat, or or Frederick Bastiat, said, you know, like in the 1800s, he said, you know, the mission of law is not to oppress persons and plunder them of their property. Even though the law may be acting in a philanthropic spirit, its mission is to protect property. Legal plunder has two roots. One of them, as I've said before, is a human greed. The other is false philanthropy. I would argue that he was right in the 1800s, and today, our government is victim of two things. One, human greed. We have politicians who are in office to you know, you, know, promote themselves and, and fill their pocketbook. And the second is false philanthropy. We elect a lot of politicians, you know, who believe that they're helping the public by all of these feel-good programs like tops when in reality the truth of the matter is is they're hurting us all that it's hurting us
1: worse and i would argue that you know pretty much the the core thinking of the founders blah 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 and all that that that's been gone a long time i mean it Way way before our time, I'd argue it started in the 1800s easily. Here's the easy argument: the roots of the IRS was in 18, 1864. It's under Lincoln, a Republican. Well, that's that's I'll, basically when the IRS, not as we know it today, but that's basically when it was started under a Republican.
0: Well, I, I would I'm going to leave you with one more quote from Frederick Bastiat. And this is the one I want you guys to think think about. He wrote the book. And if you want to do yourself a favor to understand government even better and what it is that you truly believe so that whether, you know, whether you believe government is the answer to everything and government should be providing for everybody, if you believe that, I mean, this is not going to be the book for you. But if you think that we should have limited government and you think that both federally and local state and locally and your ideals of a government that is limited, the book called The Law, Frederick Bastiat, you can thank me later for getting that book and reading it because you will have a clear and crystal understanding of what government should be. And you will be able to ask these politicians questions and vet them a whole lot better. One last quote, and then we'll move on to term limits, Rex. I know I'm boring the hell out of you.
1: No, it's interesting. Everybody else may be bored, but.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So when plunder becomes a way of life, when plunder becomes a way of life for a group of men in a society over the course of time, they create for themselves a legal system that authorizes it and a moral code that glorifies it. Have have we in in Bozier City have we authorized it? Have we glorified it? I would say that in Bozier Parish and Bozier City, we, we've done exactly that. It's us, the electorate. We have glorified legal plunder because we have allowed some elected officials to make a business and a job of being in government. And right. hence why we move to have term limits put in place and well, why okay. they are fighting it.
1: And we're probably preaching to the choir with the vast majority of our viewers, but wait a minute, Duke. A city councilman only gets paid, I don't know, 12000 a year? I don't even know what the salary is or or pick state rep, you know, or or state senator, whatever their salaries are. So how is somebody making a living out of being a career politician? I mean, how would they how would they enrich themselves as an entrenched incumbent? How how would that hinder somebody else from potentially getting in the race
0: there is one perfect example for all of Bozier. he is the poster boy for Bozier parish and i'm not saying that he's done anything illegal i'm not saying that at all that's not what i'm saying but what i am saying is is that he and and by default us have allowed legal plunder which Frederick Bastiat spoke at about in the 1800s to to proliferate it. He is we have enabled an individual to shape our law through legislation to where he's he's been able to benefit from it. He, he writes the insurance for all these different organizations and and makes a killing. That where is true. are and where are the other elected officials? You know
1: to say no to all of that. That is true. And let me see if I can pull this up on the screen here. Uh, let's see. Hold on. i got to click that button and click that button. Yeah, there we go. And so uh, I did share this on Bossier Watch, and I know that's not a good crop of the screen or whatever, but y'all can go, you know, on the Facebook page and click down there and find the article. But I basically took, and I linked, to be nice, linked to the Hayride, of course, uh, but took and kind of restructured that article, uh, uh, as written in October of 2022, I think, by our good friend Jeff Sadow, um, and you can go read it. And it and he pretty much spells it out. And you're right, Duke. He he even says in there it's it's all legal per se, but is it right? Well, it's not. It's not morally right.
0: It it's not and but it, it's it's we I, I would say us you know the citizens of louisiana we have glorified this ideal of government i'm gonna say it i'm gonna say this i last night we had the peck meeting and i was really disappointed because it bothered me a lot and uh because one person i've took an extra bit of an effort to share a lot of information on a specific subject and they took no time to do their homework to study the issue you know to make an informed decision but rather made the decision to take a position to go with what's popular or or you know and and not what is the right decision in my opinion but what is popular and what will be the most palatable and I think that's the case with the majority of our politicians. You you think about your city councilman, you think about your police jurors. They don't die on hills. They don't take positions. They don't take stands. They don't say, you know what, this ain't right. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm, not, I'm just. I'm not gonna fight here. I'm just gonna go along with the flow. I'm just gonna shut up, and I'm just gonna go along with the flow. And that's the problem with our government. And, and, and especially in louisiana we keep saying well, we want to we want to progress and we want to get better but we're we're not willing to pay any dues and pay, pay the consequence we're, well, we're not uh, willing to do it
1: a perfect easy example i'll, I'll use two quick examples because we've covered this ad nauseum is the cypress district philip rogers and, and i like philip personally don't get me wrong and like jenny's wife are they're super nice but we had to drag philip kicking and screaming into the finish line to get somebody else appointed. Now, in the end, he did it, but not until he and the Cypress District got literally on his front porch or dock in a dispute over that. That's why I say we had to dragging, kicking, kicking, and screaming. Now, I'll give him credit where credit's due. He did, was instrumental in getting a, a new appointee from the Bossier Parish police jury, Rodney Madden. And, you know, so now we'll see how that process plays out. But it's like, really?
0: So, so yeah, I mean, he he is a perfect example. I mean, again, I've got nothing against Philip. I, I like Philip. I, I don't think Philip likes me now because of our show. That's fine. That's his problem, you know, yeah. because he doesn't like being called out. But the reality is, and the truth is, he said one thing when he ran for office, he got in there and he, you know, went along to get along and he yep. didn't walk the walk until it showed up on his front doorstep and he got a dose of what citizens were experiencing. And oh, then he wanted to get on board with the citizens. And, oh. and you know what? Truth of the matter is nobody's going to qualify against him. He's going to run. He's going to get back in, and then you know what? He's going to have amnesia in six months.
1: Well, probably so. Our good friend Ryan Haygood says what happened with the doc. Well, that's a good question, Ryan. That was not on the agenda today, nor the last meeting. And Gary Weish was a complete ass again, of course. And uh, we'll talk about that some more. But so far, we don't know. I mean, granted, I could text Philip and ask him where they sit with the doc, what's going on, but. We haven't done that yet. So, anyway.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> so, moving ahead. No, Robert Wright. I'm not talking about you, dadgummit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, mo- moving right along, let, that that takes us to Bozier City. You've got Mayor Tommy Chandler. Okay. And you've got the term limits issue. You had Tommy. You had Chris Smith. You had, you know, candidates run on term limits for the city of bozier that they ran to get elected on that top more more so tommy chandler than anybody else i would argue and contend that might be the one issue that got him elected he used it to get elected mm-hmm. and now you know he's put an ordinance forward we, he, up to this point an ordinance has not been put forward i understand that you know there have been requests from Chris Smith and Brian Hammonds previously on multiple occasions to put an ordinance forward only to have the city attorney, you know, kill it. And the mayor had, I mean, the city attorney is appointed by the mayor, you know, so Tommy Chandler enabled it. Well, Tommy campaigned on it. So now fast forward to today and the term limits coalition you know Colonel Crockett, all the different people uh, got together and we exercised you know a provision in the charter to collect signatures and to push that issue. We did it. Now Tommy Chandler doesn't have a choice. So Tommy Chandler puts an ordinance forward, and he got the, a lot of folks don't realize this, and and let me go ahead and put this out here. The city has on retainer a law firm out of New Orleans, and that law firm uh, puts any issues that go to the ballot or anything. They, they review all that stuff, and they, they tell them the timelines and give them the instructions and everything and what all they have to do. Well, immediately, Rex, when we submitted the petition, you were there that day when we submitted the petition, the secretary of the council sent that information to that law firm and that law firm immediately responded back with information regarding, you know, the, the petition and what the city had to do, all the steps they had to do to put it on the ballot. So then when the council started looking for the way to fight it and to prevent it from happening, because they all want to, you know, as, as Thomas or Frederick Bastiat said they wanted to continue legal plunder. Um, you know they look they're looking for ways to stop it. So they Jacobs comes up with this harebrained idea. Let's let's get an, an outside opinion. Well, we know now that there is an outside opinion has been submitted. I mean he's he's played coy at the last couple of council meetings about when and what, and he said that, you know, the last councilman he said it would be this Friday. Well, we have it on good authority that it was received this past Friday and that it's in the possession of all the councilmen, the mayor, and the city attorney.
1: Um. So now that begs the question, though. So uh, we did send a public information request, albeit it was late yesterday. So technically he legally has three days, so we'll give him today wednesday and thursday to respond to the request not necessarily fulfill it because i'm fully expecting to stonewall that but if
0: oh if i gotta, gotta hold uh, hope that thought don't stop right okay. there everybody watching how do y'all think the city attorney of Bozier will stonewall putting the opinion out to the public how do y'all think what do you think he will say To prevent the public from being able to have access to the outside opinion that
1: they got, I know. Pick me. Okay, I pick me. I pick you. (laughs) Attorney-client privilege.
0: Oh, ding, 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 ding.
1: We got a winner. Yeah. So I don't expect him to fulfill the request. If he does, it'll be a dadgum miracle, or he'll have must have fallen on his head or had too much to drink. But here's here's the real question, though. If if all the city councilmen and X number of people have a copy of this opinion, why haven't they shared it? And I still have the question, I'm jumping the gun a little bit, or jumping the shark in the days of Fonzie. I still have the question of who in the hell is Jacobs talking about going to file all these lawsuits against term limits? I mean, whoever could that be?
0: I'm I'm dying to know that too because he apparently has inside information.
1: Well, if if Jacobs, so let's follow the bouncing ball for a second. Tommy appointed supports Jacobs and appointed him. Okay, the council approved him or whatever. If Jacobs were truly at his core in support of tom, uh, term limits, and if Tommy were at his core then they would welcome those lawsuits because what those lawsuits would show from certain city councilmen is just how bad and out of touch with their constituents they really are let them sue i mean cuz it's over game over then they wouldn't get reelected anyway game over
0: well well rex they are they are already hatching a plan and sure. I, i'm i'm sorry to report that people are not going to be happy when i i I tell you the inside ball and kind of what the plan is to thwart term limits in bosier right now because there Mm. isn't there is a concerted effort they are conspiring to figure out a way to to beat term limits the will of the people
1: Mm. and however might they do that mr lowry
0: well so Back to the question you at hand that you had, you know, Jeff Saddle just had a whoops. That's a mistake. Jeff Saddle just had a an amazing uh article out this evening where he kind of talked about it. And in that article, he uh talks about the ways that they're going to you know try to stop term limits the why they're going to try to stop term limits and he talks in his article as if uh the opinion that came back from the attorney was actually supportive of the term
1: limits coalition wait what you don't you've got to be kidding me
0: i'm not kidding you at all mm-hmm. so you know it, it 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 sounds to me while i haven't seen the opinion and I, I, I look forward to ultimately hearing it, whether it be by lawsuit or, or whatever to get. Maybe Jacobs is right in that case. Maybe we are going to have to sue to get the daggum opinion, but it's it's a crying shame that the public has to have a lawsuit to be able to see this opinion that they parroted out there for two council meetings in a row from an unbiased source that represented the city, the city before. Oh, and then, oh, by the way, the opinion is said to support the term limits coalition a little bit
1: Hmm.
0: well that said the the back office is or the rumor on the street of the grapevine or whatever you want to call it is is that the council's trying to cut a deal with the mayor they're
1: you don't say
0: they're trying to get him to pull his ordinance and or uh shape his ordinance where they don't recognize the petition by the people but a new ordinance putting term limits forward that enables all the incumbents to be able to continue to serve you know however long they want
1: Mm. so you know there's the old saying that sometimes politics is about compromise so That begs the question, is this a compromise that the Term Limits Coalition would be willing to accept, or do we stand on principle? Well,
0: I don't think it's the Term Limits Coalition's position to be able to say that there is a compromise, and because the people that all signed those petitions, they signed that they wanted retro. They signed... That they want everyone who runs for the office of mayor and city council in Boser City to have for the, the their lives three terms max and no more. And Tommy Chandler, Tommy Chandler is right now, I'm told, Rex, trying to make that compromise. He's trying to bend and give in and allow them to be able to. You know, not have that limitation.
1: Just when I was trying to be a little consistent and saying nice things and find some common ground with Tommy on term limits, you gotta go and just just blow that right out of the water. That's so. It. Yeah, but here's the way
0: this is gonna go down, guys. So Tommy's gonna change his. Uh, Tommy's gonna change his little ordinance to the council to say uh term limits for three terms and that's it well then it it would enable you know David Montgomery and all these guys who've already had over three terms to have three more terms they and not the,
1: not just not just queen david let's yeah, be fair even in him himself
0: not you know it it would enable it, i mean it, it it's a farce. He, he's, he would be undermining it. And then what he's going to do, they're going to put this forward. They're going to try to, to ignore the will of the people. And they're going to say, oh, we supported term limits. And then what they're going to try to do is they're going to try to force, you know, Chris Smith and Brian Hammonds to have to vote against it because mm-hmm. it's not what the people of Bossier City petitioned for. And they're going to say, they oppose term limits and we supported term limits.
1: Well, and look, it's a good political strategy.
0: That it is a good political strategy, but they are wagging the dog of all of you out there in the public
1: yeah. now. So they, I, they think I, you're too stupid to understand it. I would. This is where I would encourage, you know, I, I've I like Chris Smith. And I like Brian Hammonds. I've been a little critical of Chris every now and then, only because I think he is slowly but surely learning that um, trying to find common or middle ground or whatever you want to call them, political circles, uh, that doesn't work. Not when you're dealing with entrenched incumbents who have lots of power and sway and don't want to give it up. So I would encourage... Mr. Smith and Mr. Hammonds, if they're listening to the show, that uh, this is going to show everybody what you're really made of. And while you may not have enough votes to win, I would encourage you before this vote, if it happens, that you dig deep into your principles. And, and I can't tell them whether this is the hill they die on or not. I can just say that I know I would be very disappointed if they choose to go the other way.
0: Well, Tommy Chandler, I, I'm going to point out Tommy Chandler. What does it say to the public? Because he's going to parrot it out there that I supported term limits. And even Vince Maggio is going to say, "I supported term limits." All of them are going to well, say, "Oh, I, I supported term limits."
1: You know All how you want you know how you win a shouting match, right? You shout louder than the other person. It's pretty simple, and be more pointed and more coherent in your language. Being more pointed and coherent than Tommy and Vince Maggio is very easy. So, <laughs> you know, it, it's a war. It's about look. They've been taking advantage of the public, as some may say, for 20-something years. Did we expect to be able to fix this overnight? No. It's just like the Cypress District deal. Did you know that I and we got involved in that issue back in 2019? Here it is, 2023. It took us nearly four years to start fixing that situation.
0: That that that, that's right. But but here you've got Bozier City government, you know, going to hang, you know, opposition to what the public has said and basically shouted that we want. And these guys are giving all of you the middle finger over one word, one word. You know. I don't know. You you guys are just going to take it. At what, well, point, at what point is enough enough?
1: Again, you know, we would encourage everybody that's watching and everybody that sees this on the replay and all that good stuff, email the city councilman, even if he's not your city councilman. You know, I mean, uh, Chris is at large. What's Brian? District 1? Is that right? I, think, yeah. I don't remember which Anyway, remember. whichever district Brian is. I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, email them both. Even if Brian's not your councilman, And email those councilmen who stand to lose from term limits, retroactive term limits. Email them all. Let them know your position. Their phone calls are listed on the city council website. Pick up the phone and call them. They don't answer, leave them a voicemail. Let them hear from you that, A, you want Chris and Brian both to stand firm and call Tommy's office, too. And B, you want Montgomery, um, not Chandler, uh, Bubba Don and the rest of them. Jeffrey and Darby Darby, to all realize that the people that signed that petition signed a specific petition, 3,000 people that signed it, over 3,000 technically, certified just a hair under 3,000. That's a pretty good percentage of the voting public in Bozier city and and as you've pointed out we could have got a lot more signatures if we'd had more people walking more time and needed more signatures but that was the legal threshold that that we needed for the signatures so anyway
0: you know and and the truth of the matter is is uh hey you know what councilman you know what say screw the public Say, screw all the citizens of Bossier. You know what? The next petition, you may not like it even more. Mm, so
1: Strategy. And so, look, look, I'll just say I mean, this. Do the what more, you want to do. To Queen David and the rest of y'all, let me say this clearly into the camera. The more you resist this, the more we get to make those cute little videos of you guys looking like complete asses and fools. I mean... It's actually better for us if y'all keep resisting the term limits. I mean, as far as the <laughs> show goes, I, I get to have fun making the videos and laugh at them. So y'all just keep on resisting the term limits. I, just go ahead, whatever.
0: Yep, I, I, absolutely. So what what influence did, did uh, the Queen have on CBB today? Because I understand you made that meeting.
1: <laughs> yes i did make that meeting and again i don't have the video uh, ready yet it's still like sitting on my ipad but i will have it rolled out maybe tomorrow but over the next couple of days it was, we were there two hours and 15 minutes the meeting was like two hours and 15 minutes it was a marathon meeting so oh, wait a
0: minute. all i saw on the agenda was enabling man Shack to hold you know all the people
1: around the lakes hostage uh well Yeah, that's pretty much it. And a bunch of people were there. It was almost standing room only. There were only a couple of empty chairs in there.
0: So you're telling me it took two hours to debate whether or not they're going to enable Manchac to torture everybody that lives on Cypress and Black
1: Bayou. Two hours? Yeah, two hours and 15 minutes. Now, I also have to say that a good chunk of that time was taken up by none other than Robert Berry. Now... Now, wait a minute. I yes. thought he wasn't... Is he still on the board? Well, he was up there to play Nicey-Nicey, and I would argue he was trying to interview for a position with Mancheck because Ruttenbuck was there, too. Of course, he made a presentation. Look, I got to give Ruttenbuck credit, man. He is like... I probably said this before, but he he reminds me of Matthew McConaughey, the actor, in the Cadillac commercials. I mean... It almost makes me want to buy a Cadillac. I, I almost want to buy a Cadillac from Ruttenbuck. He is that good and that smooth. And I'll have to say, uh, you know, he's got a vested interest in, you know, more business for Manchac. But I got to say, he comes across, whether he means it or not, as sincere. He is, like, ridiculously well, believable. Well, let me ask you a question. What exactly,
0: what exactly, what business is it that Manchak is seeking to get from the park up there. I mean, we joked the last show and said, Oh, they're wanting to manage the park and run the park. No, what exactly were they
1: trying to do? Well, right now, you know, kind of the park is in limbo. That's a whole other discussion, I guess. But here's what was discussed at the meeting, but there was some contention about that. And I've got to go back through the video so that I don't misquote, but I'm giving you my quick notes and based off of memory. So, According to Ruttenbuck, and according to Kelly Long, and according to Rodney Madden, and I want to give a shout out to both Rodney and to Kelly, like I said, you know, when we started the show, they did an excellent job of listening to people and conversing with people. That's part of the reason that it took so long. They were actually, even though, you know, Gary the ass was trying to shut everybody down, at least Kelly and Rodney we're trying to have a civil conversation with everybody that wanted to get up there and say their piece. So I'll give them that, but here's the deal. So according to Ruttenbach, according to Kelly and according to Rodney, the way this is basically going to work is they're going to pay Manchak a retainer fee. I think the number was 25 or $2,700 a month. Okay. um, Property owner needs to build a dock. The dock fee is, I don't know, whatever <laughs> it is. Wait
0: a minute. Property owner needs to tear down the dock.
1: Okay, or whatever the whatever the deal is. Whatever the permit is. I'm Wait just, a minute.
0: You're freaking telling me you got to have a permit to tear something down?
1: You got to have permits for everything. You got oh, permits to wipe your head. All right. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. And our, our good friend Erwin Dilley was at the meeting, so you can correct me in the comments if I'm not remembering it correctly. But, um... All right, so Manchac's aren't going to be on retainer. This is on an in, uh, on an basically an at will basis. In other words, they can the district or Manchac can terminate the contract at any particular point in time that they want. Okay, and the fees that you would normally pay to tear down your dock or build your seawall or whatever the case is, those right now. And I'm saying that carefully right now are going to remain the same. So the district is going to be paying Manchak. Manchak is going to be billing against their retainer fee, you know, however many hours it takes. So I'm just for ease of numbers, let's say, <laughs> let's say that it let's say that it costs uh, that it takes two hours for Manchak to, you know, go through the process and go out there and do their thing or whatever they're gonna do and approve the the permit or approve approve the structure or whatever they're gonna do. That at a hundred dollars an hour in two hours, let's say that's two hundred dollars. So the Cypress district is paying Manchak. All right. And basically they're just advancing the money like you have a lawyer on retainer. All right. So as of right now, but I'm saying this very carefully, the fee structure was not changed as far as the property owners and dock owners and all that are concerned now <laughs> you got you got a comment or you want me to keep oh, going
0: I, I i hate to cut you off but i'm sitting here thinking i can see the writing on the wall i don't even it's like i don't even need to know what else you're going oh, to say yeah, because I yeah
1: i'm just trying right now to report off a of memory
0: yep y'all all think Oh, 2,700? Well, that don't sound too bad. And then no. they're going to bill against the 2,700.
1: 2,700 well, ain't
0: nothing. That's just to make you feel good inside.
1: So, so here was, and I started to get up make comments and ask a few questions, but I didn't because it was turning into a marathon thing anyway. So uh, the question I have is, if this process does take longer, so let's say for one particular project, it takes man check eight hours. That's $800. But as a property owner, you're only paying a 450 or $500 fee or whatever it is. Well, the balance of that is coming out of the district's pocket. So here we go on a losing taxpayer dollar situation again. And that segues me to the one of the first speakers that was there, our good friend, Travis Moorhart, the CPA. And, you know, the guy that we rep- Reports to the legislative auditors the cypress district basically has no money he said it really yeah And well, now, wait, now, wait, now wait, but, but but you but gotta what
0: about, <laughs> well wait a minute what about the reserve fund for you know repair to the levees and all that in the event that one of the levees failed oh they didn't all even they didn't even
1: address that
0: and all that water hit uh red chute and potentially could flood you know uh stockwell your house all that area just all that big bunch of water i'm just i'm just wondering i mean
1: no they didn't even address that when moorhart was up there and get this and you'll see in the video they had moorhart stand right there in front of them in the middle not even over at the podium because you remember last time in 2019 i mean we practically well, we made fun of him, but he was right. When he made the famous quote of, you know, you're telling the bank one thing and you're you're spending this money or the other and you just can't do that, blah, blah, blah. Well, ever since then, they have never let him address the public there or the public ask him any questions. As a matter of fact, when he got through this presentation, he immediately, almost immediately, within minutes, left. Oh wow. He knew. Oh, he knew. So the Deal is, from Moorhart in his own words, I'll play the video and boost the audio and all that, um, you know, in the next couple of days, but they ain't got no money. They didn't even address the O&M account, operations and maintenance account, for the deal. But we already knew the answer to that, because Robert Barry himself told us in one of the meetings a long time ago that they had basically robbed, not in an illegal sense, I'm not saying that, but they had robbed from that fund to make up for some other stuff, and they hadn't been able to put... Any money back into that fund now? Robert Berry himself did get in, uh, get up there and speak. Well, let me back up. I'm getting ahead of myself. Renee Hall brought up the question and the point about the damn contingency fund, this O and M account, operations and maintenance account. So Robert Berry addressed that. He actually said Renee was right. I mean, don't fall out of your chair. Are you kidding me? I am very serious i have the video it was like robert barry the good guy he was you know dr jekyll and not mr hyde but anyway
0: is it is it okay i wasn't at the meeting i'm i'm starting to wonder here is it possible that robert barry if you're saying robert barry the good guy is it possible that robert barry was doing the bidding of board members
1: It's anything's possible. Duke now. He he was just doing what they told him to do. Well, you know, (laughs) and and this is another part. This is going to be great. Um, Because why? We are are
0: victimizing. We are victimizing our viewers. We said just one or two shows ago that we were going to provide more detail to people that may not be up to speed. And we're talking about stuff that they may not recollect.
1: Well, they may not, and it would be a long show to bring everybody up to speed in one show, but we will release documents and information, and we'll spend some more time in future shows on this. And I just changed the graphic there. So this is why this is important. 65 of the 81 precincts in Bozier Parish are taxed under the Cypress District. You're paying a 1.4 millage. All yep. right. So it's not just the people that live on the lake. It's the, you know, the businesses. It's not really just the property owners. The businesses that are inside those precincts are paying 1.54 mills to the Cypress district and they have no money. And Morehart brought up the fact that they still, the uh, tax millage they can collect for 2024. I hope I'm saying this right, but his video will correct me if I'm not. They can collect for 2024, which they will spend in 2025. But he brought up the point that hey, this millage is you know going to expire in 2024. In other words, y'all, you guys are going to have to do something about it. And you ain't got no money, and you got $300,000 balloon payments. We have highlighted that by requesting their P&Ls, not their stupid budget that they post. Their actual P&Ls. And, you know, I've been contending that they're pretty much upside down their underwater. Look, I'm not the best at finances. I'm really good at telling people, you know, how to manage their money or, or, or add numbers. But I've been screaming this, and we've highlighted this on the show for a long time, that the math ain't really adding up. And especially when you factor in that they're paying the heirs law firm, you know, $200,000, $250,000, Robert Berry, $150,000, you know, blah, blah, blah the math just ain't adding up. So now circling back, to use that phrase that uh, some of our viewers love, circling back, they're going to be paying Man Shack to come in and do this job. And yeah, they're taking it out of landowner fees. And right now they're not adjusting. Although Gary Weish was a little confused on that point. He thought the property owners and the dock owners were paying Man Shack's extra fees. And Kelly and Rodney had to correct him. And then even Rodney at the end admitted that they may have to look at, I don't want to misquote him, but basically stated, which we all knew, that they were going to have to reassess some of those fees coming up. So that's it in a nutshell.
0: So here's the the thing I'm wondering, Rex. So it's been a while back that I learned that there was a negotiation going on between Bozier City and the Bozier Parish Police Jury in regards to uh, a unified permits and inspections, whereas Bozier City was going to take over permits and inspections across the whole parish. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm wondering, did anybody at this meeting ask the question of Manchak? Why are you showing up here wanting to do permits and inspections for just the landowners around the lake when the city and the police jury are negotiating a deal to where Bossier City is going to do all of the parish? So why are you here now? Surely Man Shack knows that there's this negotiation going on. So why would Manshack just show up at the Cypress district trying to get their finger in the pot of permits and inspections in one little niche in the Cypress district. Why would they do that?
1: Well, Duke Ruttenbuck addressed that very point. Now he didn't mention, well, he didn't mention the city and the parish deal. He didn't mention that at all. Nobody did, but he did mention that, you know, he's from He He's on that lake practically every week. He uses that lake. He loves the lake. He's from here. He raised his family here, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, while it's true that Robert Berry and the Cypress District Board reached out to them, you know, he saw a need there and felt that he could come in and help out. And of course, you know, they're going to get paid to do it. He was just there to help out and do do it for the right reason. That They, they have lots of competition that the Cypress sister can well, look at and talk to, quote, but...
0: Quote, when plunder becomes a way of life for a group of men in a society, over the course of time, they create for themselves a legal system that authorizes it and a moral code that glorifies it.
1: Mm. We should just end the show right there. Bam, we're done. Drop the mic.
0: But you think... You think Ruttenbuck? Now I look, I've had people, people that are are longtime friends of mine in Bozier Parish. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've been around Bozier forever. They're good people. And they've told me y'all in fact, they were mad at me because I Because critic- we call him Ruttenbuck. They're mad at us because we call him Ruttenbuck. We this is oh, that's not that's disrespectful for you to give him a nickname called Ruttenbuck.
1: Well, he said and hi at the last meeting that I went to. That he was there. I mean,
0: they they say you know he's a good person. He he is. He comes from a good family, and he may be. Look, he, he's a he's a good person. But Rex, my question is, surely, surely, Ruttenbuck knows Bowser City is negotiating with the parish to do permits and inspections across the whole parish. He knows that yeah he knows but look, that. He, he's got his hooks into bowser city why would he not disclose that that's probably the best direction for the cypress district is to 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 have that happen to have Bojer city doing it this all one big lump deal but why one and the same look
1: i it's but here here's the thing and i've said this before if i had an engineering company i'd hire ruttenbuck the dude's good he is good. I'm not taking that
0: away from him. But and saying, and
1: it would not be to his advantage to disclose that in the Cypress district meeting.
0: That's right. Or it to would ha- take
1: or, it would or take away his...
0: from his pocket. So well, or let's a, let's be clear. Ruttenbuck, I'm I'm going to say it. Ruttenbuck is being a hypocrite because he knows that he did not disclose. Yeah, I wouldn't say not being dis- a.
1: He's a hypocrite I, i'm actually gonna defend him here a little bit he was doing his job it's not his company he doesn't own it he's a paid employee now i don't know maybe he has some type of ownership i don't know it's none of my business he's doing his job and and i got to tell you duke he does it really well i, I was sitting there and I'm... like wanting to break out in applause after he got through speaking I'm
0: not saying that he doesn't. I have to compliment him as well. He does do a good job. He when he does when he goes to those council meetings. I mean, he paints this rosy I, picture.
1: I, I want to put him up for a, what is it? An Emmy or Golden Globe or I don't know, whatever. I want to put him he, up for an award, an Oscar. That's it, an Oscar. An Oscar, yeah, he should.
0: But damn, don't claim you've grew up here and your, your moral code to the. I mean bull crap
1: in the end it's about business and money
0: it's about your money and here here's all of y'all watching here's here's your dilemma he comes from within us he he, he's from our hometown and he's claiming the moral code but yet the priority is about what's best for manchak not what you know what's best for the community because if what was best for the community he would have said "Bozier city and Bozier parish have something going that actually would be the best deal probably for the cypress district you know to get in on that have the permits and inspections all in one place well but the, he ain't saying the,
1: that the the bad news for you <laughs> And for the rest of the people listening that are under the taxing, which includes me, are under the taxing authority of the Cyprus district. Um, they approve the motion. So Manchak's in now. They did make it crystal clear that it was you know basically an at will basis. So either one of them can cancel the contract for cause for anything, you know. And so, so, we'll so see. here's
0: my question: Did Rodney but- Madden? Did, did Madden and did uh, uh, Kelly Long, did they vote for it?
1: Yes, absolutely. I mean, there's only three of them there. <sighs> Weish, Kelly, and Rodney were the only ones there. Now, they brought up a good point, and so I want to get your take on this. That, but I had so many questions, um, and Andy Monica did get up there and ask two of my questions. Uh, but anyway, so... Their contention is, well, they got to do something or they'll be 60 days approving anything and they don't have anybody there, you know, qualified an engineer and all that. And I was sitting there thinking, as best I can recall, but I may be wrong, um, Robert Barry doesn't have an engineering degree either. Nope. And he used Bruce Easterly. Why couldn't they send Rodney around or Kelly or I don't know, whatever. Pay Easterly some. I mean... They're making, a, and Derek Ford got up there and made a, a good presentation about this. But basically in a nutshell, they're making a mountain out of a molehill as usual. And it's been that way for a long time and it's only getting worse. Now, my firm belief is, you know, cause Rodney's a property owner. He, he made the point that between he and his dad, they probably have more shoreline than anybody on the lake, you know, so he has to pay his fees and all that too. So I firmly believe that they're trying to turn the ship. They didn't commit, you know, to a one year, two year deal or whatever with Manchac. So we'll see how this goes. And I'll give them a little credit that, you know, with the turmoil and they were so dependent, and didn't have any sort of backup plan with Robert Berry that, you know, they're, They're buzzing around trying to figure out what to do. I'll give them a little bit of credit where credit's due. And I got the feeling from Kelly Long today that she had thought this through thoroughly. She actually did listen to people. And so did Rodney. Uh, Gary, not so much. And I think, I, I mean, there is a change happening. Now, in the end, we'll see how good it is and whether they just continue to waste more money. But they have no money if the the dam's, uh, Robert Berry pointed out, the dam's 46, 47, 48 years old. It has like a 50-year lifespan, and that's with regular maintenance. It ain't really been maintained as much. I mean, they've had some inspections, I guess, or whatever. Uh, so they're going to have to do something to turn the ship because if the dam breaks, they're going to be in a pickle.
0: And and what do you do? You 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 hire in Manchak? I mean, good grief! I I don't know. I mean, oh, I'm wait sorry. You, it's you, better you, than you, that. They they had already
1: about- hired Manchak before the meeting. you, well, realize do you know
0: that? that? How do you well, know? Because, that? Well, because
1: well, uh, because Ruttenbuck said that he's he's dealt with twelve different calls in the last few weeks. He's been taking calls and talking to people, but he's working for free.
0: Oh, bull crap!
1: Because Andy Monica asked him, said, well, how is he doing this? And, you know, when did when did they hire Manchak? I kid and, you not.
0: And they said?
1: And they said he, he's been working for free. And so is Robert Berry, by the way. Robert Berry's just being so helpful to Rodney and so helpful to Manchak and so helpful to the board to ease this transition. And apparently he's doing it or he's trying to cover his tracks. So that was the uh, that was the so crux, the summary, the summary just, of the meeting.
0: I'm just wondering, I mean, we're holding 80 plus people watching the show. I mean, y'all are hearing Rex report on this. I'm wondering what y'all think because I got to tell you, I'm hearing a lot of I, smoke right here. That's what I hear. I'm sorry, Rex. I'm just saying, I think it's all. bullshit. I'm sorry. I, we oh, I don't loose. disagree with we you. It, we may lose you know 80 people or maybe 10 people that'll watch because i said bullshit but i'm just saying it's
1: bullshit that's our showing so we want
0: Ruttenbuck R- Ruttenbuck. and manchak they just marched them in there come on madden
1: dang you're gonna bring manchak in here wait i mean here's I, the best thing they I, literally wouldn't answer who invited the vampire through the door why she cut them off Andy asked. Andy Monica asked. If I oh, remember no. correctly, I think it was Andy asked. No doubt, Weich cut it off. Oh, I didn't want any. any oh, so I got the sound, the greatest sound bites ever for Gary Weich. He he's gonna have a challenge being reappointed in his next go round he's gary white i mean he's one of the gods of bozier i mean look if if nothing else we're gonna get to laugh at him and the viewers are quite a bit when i get through making a video of him
0: look gary white is appointed by the town of benton and he doesn't even live in the town of benton he's an old-time bozier person he's been in bozier forever and you know he thinks he owns bozier like some people in bozier and he doesn't think that he has to answer to all of y'all and all of y'all are his subjects he is that arrogant and i i mean i really didn't know the man but after a couple of experiences at the cypress district meetings i can tell you he does not care about all y'all out there in the public he 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 snubs his nose he's arrogant and he thinks he's better than all of y'all which is the way a lot of those folks up there there are.
1: Well, you know, I was a little hesitant whether I was going, not going, blah, blah, blah. And um, uh, I'm glad I went because we got it on video again. Now, I want to address Christopher Thomas Baker's question. He says, are y'all going to post the video? Sorry, late to the party. So just to remind everybody, I will be posting the whole meeting video like I usually do, but it's two hours and 15 minutes long. and so. I mean, it'll take me 20 minutes to copy it from my iPad over to my computer just to get that part done. Not to mention transcribing it and all that other cute stuff and boosting the audio because their audio is terrible in there. And that's a whole other issue. So, yes, the video will get posted, um, but it may be tomorrow or the next day. You know Wednesday this, or Thursday before I get a post
0: this whole thing goes back to and I think manchck and Bozier city public private partnership, you know the Republican Party heralded that crap a long time ago, and I would contend that that hasn't worked out the way that it should because i I would say that there's too much you know uh inside ball that the public doesn't you know get to know about. I mean, I'll say this. You know, back when the ice storm hit in Bozier City, Manschak billed for overtime. How how were they able to uh, bill for overtime when they were uh, contract employees, you know, for the city of Bozier? How were they able to do that? Good question. I'm wondering, did the Chandler administration, did they not have knowledge of that? Because, look, we did a public information request and we got the invoices where they billed and where they were paid i'm i'm just wondering um is Manchak, you know doing this deal in the cypress district are they uh trying to make an inroad to be the people to say hey we do it for the cypress district we should be able to do the permits and inspection for All you guys out there in plain dealing, we're going to come out there and we're going to inspect your driveway or we're going to inspect your sprinkler system or whatever. And all y'all out in Halton, hey, we're going to come out. We're going to inspect, you know, your uh, chicken coop. Hey, all y'all down there in Elm Grove, we're going to come down there and we're going to inspect your cow fences. You know, Mm -hmm. all y'all in Benton, we're going to come out there and we're going to inspect your hay field. I mean well, at I'm just wondering everybody in Boise well, Parish at what limit at, at what point are you going to have enough of Man shack being in your business right. I mean do you it's a are they going to come in and inspect whether you've dressed your bed appropriately you've made it up every morning it, is how much government are you going to allow to infringe on your life are you limited yeah. government or are you you know what uh, let let government decide what time i get up what time i go to bed let's let government decide it all let let's let Ruttenbuck decide what you're gonna wear as you exit your house today or what you're gonna eat tomorrow night why don't y'all just defer all your decisions in life to man shack because that's where we're that's where you're that's where you're heading
1: i can't disagree with you on that at all
0: legal legal plunder and you all are enabling it and either right. you're opposed to it or you're in favor of it. Right. You've got to decide that question.
1: Now, I also want to give a couple of shout outs because there were, like I said, it was an almost standing room only meeting. Erwin Dilly was there. He got up, made uh, some very valid comments and, and, you know, was engaged with a pretty good dialogue with, uh, I think with both Kelly and with Rodney. And we had quite a few folks in there that, you know, obviously know us, have seen the show or watched it at least a few times. And and they, I want to give them a shout out because they thanked us for what we do in putting the show out there. Who did that? uh, I I actually had several people. Now, granted, you know, we were kind of in good territory up there at the Cypress District because we've been on them so much, but there were actually multiple people that, that literally thanked us for what we do in providing the show. So what I want to say is it was very encouraging to see that many people at that particular meeting. Now, obviously, they were talking about man check, potential fees going up, all sorts of things. And so that gets in people's pocket, too. But the last two or three meetings, there have been quite a few people there. So shout out to everybody that was attending that meeting. I wish we could get that many people at every city council meeting or police
0: jury meeting or police
1: jury meeting. They're not off our radar yet. They're very much on our radar.
0: Yeah. Look, this is your government. We all created this government. It's ours. It's our responsibility to reel it in. if we feel that it is being abusive or tyrannical, it's all of each of ours responsibility to reel it in. And it seems like, there's more people recently but it's you know getting involved and trying to reel it in but it's our lack of activity that has enabled it to get out of control in the first place You're
1: and right. our apathy <laughs> our, our apathy yeah i think that's one of the quotes we used to have in the intro that you made our apathy Our apathetic don't be apathetic something
0: about so, that hey in nice. the show one last discussion and okay.
1: it's the it's the last
0: thing in our notes and this is going to get off all that because we've been beating that horse dead. I mean, look, either people are going to get involved and do something or they're not. I mean, you know what? And if it all falls apart, y'all all all know who to blame. Grab, grab the closest mirror, but is Gaddy going to run or not.
1: (laughs) Well, let me put this up here in our list. So, There we go. Let me resize that down. Okay. So, what many people don't realize is Gaddy and I talk quite frequently. I mean, it depends, though, if it's an issue that's important to him. Robert Wright says
0: unequivocally, Ryan Gaddy is not running.
1: Well, Robert, riddle me this: How come Gaddy's been taking my temperature for? month and a half, two months now, and our phone calls, and, and I enjoy the phone calls. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to disclose what we talk about. Um, and and there, I, I mean, sometimes we go at it. Sometimes we agree on stuff, but riddle me this, Batman. Why is he taking my temperature of all people? Why is he regurgitating the insurance posts He's not, I mean, for a while he was thinking about, I think, maybe running for insurance commissioner. That was no secret. Uh, I don't think he's going to do that anymore. I'm not saying he's going to run maybe this cycle, but there is a reason that he's doing that. Gaddy is very, very smart and very calculating, and I don't necessarily mean that in a bad way. He's politically calculating. So, I don't know. I, I say he, at some point he is. He can't stand it.
0: Well, Look, there was a Ryan Gaddy sighting last night.
1: Whoa. It's like sighting Batman.
0: He showed up to the Republican Parish executive committee meeting. I haven't seen him. He has not been. (laughs) Wait a minute. He has not been to an RPEC meeting since you videoed that insurance meeting. He's Mm -hmm. not been to
1: one. Hmm. But no, he's not running. I, he just randomly decided I'm bored tonight. I think I'll go to a PAC meeting.
0: So, look, let's, let let's 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 broach this subject this way. The rumor mill is that there's two potential paths for Ryan Gaddy here. There's two two different scenarios. Okay. One is that he's going to get into the Senate race against Robert Mills and Adam Bass.
1: Maybe so. And that's that's look, a
0: possibility look i i will acknowledge yesterday i was polled by somebody out of south louisiana and it was on that senate race they called my mobile number and they oh, you they got said, it too i did and they said and a lot of folks may have they said hey they said if the race for senate were held tomorrow between robert mills adam bass <laughs> and ryan gaddy who would you support I just died laughing. (laughs) Imagine that. And, and I said, well, I don't know. And he said, okay, fair enough. Undecided. And and then he moves to the next question. He said, well, what if I told you that one candidate, you know, was pro-life and supported legislation for this blah, 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 blah. And I was like, well, I don't know. That might make me want to support them. And, you know, it, anyway, you get to the end of the poll and. Wait,
1: let me, let me cut you off for a second. Our friend Ryan Haygood, who is good friends with Ryan Gaddy also. He says, who have y'all been talking to? This isn't <laughs> happening. Ryan, I've been talking to Ryan. <laughs> now he hasn't told me he's running for anything, but it's not hard to read between the lines that it's driving him mad. Okay, sorry to cut you off, Duke.
0: Oh, that's okay. But look, the end of the poll ends up talking about insurance, insurance, which was the last thing from the last PEC meeting from a long time ago. And one of the rumors was was that Ryan was going to jump into the, you know, the insurance race. Yeah. And you know, if you go back to my screen and and you look, uh, let's see, where's that? Uh, the insurance commissioner race and who's uh, qualified there's only two names in there and I want to ask all of y'all watching you got Tim Temple and rich Weaver do do y'all know either one of those have you ever heard of those names no you haven't
1: hmm. yeah could be interesting I'm I'm
0: just I'm just saying I I think that race is wide open for somebody and a a Ryan gaddy who obviously is educated on insurance could probably jump in that race and be competitive
1: i, yeah. I don't know and look i said before and i said at the peck meeting and i'll stand behind it between gaddy and seaball and, and miss ann you may have a connection fit right here on the show but at the end of that meeting when gaddy was there most of us on the pack or or as far as the PEC members, well, we mostly agree with Gaddy. I would say get, not that Gaddy is right on insurance, but on balance, he's definitely more right than Sebaugh's position on the insurance is. I'll give him that.
0: Well, I'm going to say across the board, everybody, Republicans, Democrats, you know, uh, I mean, all everybody needs to have some introspection on what you believe in government. I mean, I I think we all have lost sight on what government is about, what its purpose is, what it's supposed to do. I think we need to all take a step back and we need to read a little bit and we need to study and we need to have some introspection on what's right and what's wrong, because I think we've lost our way. I, 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 I truly believe that when we're willing to just say, you know what, screw it. You know, election integrity, I'm just going to say, hey, there wasn't no fraud in 2020. I'm just going to grow with the crowd because it's too much of an effort to have to study why go into this machine or that machine or is there a flaw or is there not. You know, it's too much trouble to do that. So I'm just going to vote with what the majority the popular opinion is and not do any work we've lost our way
1: just we, follow we, the lemmings right we, off the cliff
0: follow yeah exactly and uh, I think we're in bad shape and and people need to uh, people need to take some ownership in this and you need to do your homework I mean we're, we're, we're talking about our way of life we're talking about our freedom here and a That's lot of true. you you're just willing to say oh Okay, you know tomorrow's another day. I'll just go do my thing tomorrow, and whatever happens, happens. I don't care. <laughs> I'll see you pushing your wheelbarrow tomorrow. Or the next day, I, <laughs> I, I'll be racing you with your wheelbarrow. Sorry, guys. I mean, bullcrap. I don't want that, Rex. I don't I, want that.
1: I don't want it either. But look, everybody has their lane or position. Uh, in life. And for the last three years, our lane and our position uh, has been to do this show and put this information out there. And, you know, we've got lots of people that watch the show. We've had literally hundreds of thousands of views overall. Uh, you know, I mean, we still got 70 something people watching and we're just jabbering right now on principle and about Ryan Gatty. Uh, it's like Beetlejuice. I guess he'll pop up in the comments here in a minute. We keep saying his name. But anyway, uh, everybody's got their lane. And while we don't attend that many of the meetings, I went to the Cypress meeting really to just get the sound bites against Gary Wash, you know, and if Barry was there. And anyway, and so we have to pick and choose our battles. But our, our role right now or for the last three years going on nearly four seasons coming up has been this show. And just getting the information out there. I mean, I remember when we first started, I think we hit 12 people and we were like jumping through the roof. Yeah. And and now we're holding 70 people for nearly two hours. And if it does nothing else, like, like we say over and over, you don't have to agree with us. Every now and then we get something wrong. We're mostly right. But uh, at least we hope it makes you think.
0: Uh, and that is... That is totally what I want. I I want people to think, and Rex, I I want to challenge all of you seventy people out there to just just take a little bit of time and read. Cut off social media, cut it off. Read read a little bit of Frederick Bastiat, the law. Reflect on what you believe in government. Just read it. If you just read it. I think it might be, end up being the most consequential thing in your life regarding government and what government should be. And, you know, you, you will see the flaw in your thought and you will see the flaw in current government and you will see what, you know, government should be and the direction it needs to go and what you need to do. I challenge you to do that.
1: I tell you what, after the show, I'm going to get the audio book. How about that? That way do I it can to listen it. in my truck. All right, for all of you that are out there, we appreciate you watching. Uh, you know, it's kind of been a relatively slow political week so far, so we appreciate everybody that's joined us. Y'all know the drill. Uh, if you got something you need to send to us and remain anonymous, make a free Proton Mail account, send an email to BozearWatcherProtonMail dot com. Don't put any identifying information in that email. We do check those. Been a little slow on the Proton Mail front lately. Um, we're going to continue hammering the city council, the police jury, the Cypress district. We're going to keep an eye on them, keep doing the things that we do. And uh, next,
0: next Tuesday will be, I mean, like it'll be wide open because we will know whether or not Tommy Chandler is going to hold them or he's going to fold them. Either he's going to hold the line or he's going to fold to David
1: Montgomery. It's sounds, one like of a the Kenny, ro- sounds like a Kenny Rogers song. Got to know when to hold them.
0: He's going (laughs) to do one or the other. And indications are that he's already made plans to fold them.
1: We'll see. Won't it be interesting? All right. Same time next week. What do you say, Mr. Lowry?
0: Have a good night. Thank you all for watching.
1: All right. We're out of here.